Hello and welcome to the Alcohol Recovery Show, where we discuss practical, actionable steps for anyone who wants to achieve their dream of getting and staying well, happy and free from any form of alcohol dependence. Hello and an extra warm welcome to this holiday episode of the Alcohol Recovery Show. In this episode, I want to talk to you about how you cannot drink over the holiday period that includes celebrations such as Christmas and New Year. I put this question to Lewis David, the author of the 10-Day Alcohol Detox Plan and Alcohol and You, and he will be sharing his thoughts at the end of this episode. So when you think of this time of year, what comes to mind? Take a second to register what this thought brings up for you. Do you see an image in your mind's eye of cosy time around the fire, decorating the tree with Bing cooing, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas softly in the background? Or perhaps you see boozy parties, difficult family get-togethers, or the stress of shopping, cooking and getting organised for the kids. It might feel like a drink takes the edge off things, or you need a drink to cope with social gatherings, or certain events or occasions just wouldn't be the same without alcohol. And you know what? Events won't be the same without alcohol, but we'll talk about that more in a moment. It's going to be different for us all. Christmas can be a challenging experience for lots of different reasons, for different people, each in their own circumstances. So any tips or advice here will not apply to everyone listening today, but take what you like and leave the rest. First off, I've asked you to consider what comes up for you when you think about Christmas. What is the good, the bad or the ugly side of the holiday season for you? If you have some clarity about this, you can then pick out the tips and strategies that might work best for you, rather than trying to memorise everything or just feel overwhelmed. You might even want to hit the pause button now and have a quick think about what you enjoy about the holiday and what you find really difficult. This could be directly related to alcohol or not. For example, you might loathe Christmas shopping and use this as an excuse to pour yourself a stiff drink when you get back from the nightmare struggling with bags and packages in a packed shopping centre. Or you might enjoy the alcohol-fuelled office party, but dread the morning after when you try to piece together events from the evening before, torturing yourself with elusive fragmented memories of telling your boss what you really think of them. Or maybe you just love cozying up with your significant other by the fire on Christmas Eve, drinking mulled wine or boozy eggnog. Whatever comes to mind for you most vividly, plan for that now. In this way, you can be proactive and will be less likely to be caught off guard, whether this is your first sober Christmas or you feel bulletproof after years in recovery. The booze can catch us all out in a moment of weakness. So let's get on with the tips and advice to not just getting through the holiday season, but maybe even enjoying it. So the first tip is to let go of your expectations of what it will be like. If you think it's going to be really tough, it probably will be. If you imagine that family get-together is going to be tedious and just the same as every other year, it would probably seem that way to you regardless. So be open 
be curious. This also goes for expecting things to be perfect or just right. The toy you bought your child might not light up their face with joy. They might turn out to prefer playing with the box instead. You might not get the gifts you dreamed of, or the dinner might burn, or the heating break down on Christmas Day. Life happens, and expecting perfection is setting ourselves up for disappointment. The flip side of letting go of expectations is that a sober holiday season, or a booze-free Christmas, might just turn out better than you thought. At the end of the day, what will be, will be. So set an intention to fully experience what's going on with a deep sense of deep interest, almost as if you were seeing it all for the first time. If you are alcohol-free and adopt the spirit of curiosity and letting go of how you think things will be, or should be, or ought to be, You'll see them more as they are, and what you see might genuinely surprise you. The next tip is also one of mindset, and that's to bear in mind that Christmas Day is just 24 hours. You can do 24 hours. Despite all the hype, the powerful emotions and busyness of the day, it is just another day. You can do this. You've most likely gone 24 hours without alcohol before, so you can do this 24 hours. If you're concerned that cravings for alcohol might sabotage your efforts, there is help on the Winds Press website. We have a guided meditation there on urge surfing. It might be worth listening to this before you get into any tricky situations, so you have some idea of how it works. The meditation is available at windspress.com under the free stuff tab. But in a nutshell, urge surfing is imagining your craving to drink or your urge as a wave you can ride out. You are experiencing the urge, but you're not giving into it. The really exciting thing about doing this is that you are actually strengthening your ability to desist these urges to drink which could come any time, not just at Christmas. So the effort you put in will be beneficial in the longer term, as well as helping you get through a tricky patch over Christmas or New Year. I'll put a link to the Winds Press website in the description box below. You can download the meditation to listen to whenever you need it. You will remember at the beginning of this episode I asked you to bring to mind all the scenes that come to mind for you at Christmas. So now we're going to think about reframing these scenes. By that, let's reconfigure the activities or scenarios minus the booze. We can keep the experience of the event or the occasion, but substitute another fun activity or tasty substance for the booze. Let me explain. For example, instead of a trip to the pub or the bar, why not have hot chocolate with all the trimmings? Yes, the marshmallows and the chocolate sprinkles and the cream and a trip to ice skating instead. Or substitute the hot mulled wine with fruit juice and warming spices. You can have the mince pies on a winter evening picnic as you gaze up at a star-studded night sky. Or, 
If you're a book club plans a Christmas wine cheese evening to celebrate the season, why not suggest alcohol-free sparkling apple juice or cider and smoked cheeses? Studies demonstrate that our taste buds are actually more sensitive when we are alcohol-free, so the smoky taste of those cheeses will explode with flavour when taken with a tangy cider. If the others in your group aren't inspired to do what works for you, then let them get on with it. Get creative when faced with the prospect of a booze-filled situation. How can you reframe it to make it more enjoyable for non-drinkers? And that brings me to the next point. You're probably not the only person in your family or group of friends who wishes to stay alcohol-free. This could be for a whole host of reasons. But the point is, there will be others who may not want to drink or at the very least, don't want to get trashed. So buddy up with these folks. Be as open with them about your desires and intentions to stay alcohol-free as you feel comfortable with. Ask them to help you field off the offer of alcoholic drinks or look out for you, making sure your glass is topped up with the non-alcoholic beverage of your choice. It helps just to know someone is at your back. The next tip might seem very worthy, but bear with me, and that is to look outward. Any form of addiction or dependence on a substance, even if it's just a psychological dependence, can push us to become more and more self-absorbed. I say this with all compassion and understanding. There's no shame in this. It just seems to be one of the sneaky ways dependence gets to us. You worry about being without, not having enough, missing out, feeling bad, getting anxious. All the self-directed thinking can whir around and around in our heads, feeling like we're being caught in a vortex that's going to chew us up and spit us back out again in a drunken heap. So looking outwards can help distract from those troubling thoughts and feelings that could make a drink seem like a reasonable choice. And what do I mean by looking outwards? Well, as a starter, use your five senses to really see, feel, taste, hear and smell what's going on outside of yourself. This is not to dishonour or ignore your internal state, but sit with the uncomfortable feelings and experience what's going on around you without giving the internal feelings undue attention. See them as part of your present reality, rather than the totality of what you are experiencing. You can also look for ways to be actively involved in what's going on around you. This could take you out of rumination, self-pity or obsession with the thought of a drink. Offer to help with the dishes or do the cooking or organise games with the kids, or be the designated driver. Top tip here though, do stuff you enjoy and that's not triggering for you. If you usually sneak extra drinks when you are cooking or washing up, give that a miss. If you love dressing up and acting silly, dress up as Santa or Mrs Santa and have fun play acting with the kids. They will love it and you won't have chance to focus on how you're missing out on the booze. Leading on from this, If the whole thought of Christmas gatherings this year are just too overwhelming for you, 
that you feel dizzy with anxiety even just thinking about them, especially if this is your first sober Christmas in a long time, think about what you can comfortably do and say no to the rest. I mean it. Just say no. It's okay to make a polite excuse, but be as honest as you can. If you are honest, it will save you from worrying about being caught out on some social embarrassment. You can tell people you just feel overwhelmed or you've got too much on. You don't need to mention any concern about alcohol if you don't want to. If you do experience any mild social discomfort due to saying no or a host feeling upset about a rejected invitation, bear this in mind. That mild social embarrassment is nothing compared to the social embarrassment caused possibly by your behaviour under the influence of a lot of alcohol. So before we finish up with a few very practical tips, I'll just mention setting your own boundaries. So this could be saying no to an invitation, as I've just mentioned, or saying no to an alcoholic drink, even if that means repeating no thanks for the 10th time to Uncle Jimmy as he attempts to slosh whiskey into your glass. It is okay to say no. If you steadfastly and politely say no when you need to, most people will back off. Okay, so we've covered a lot today. I'm just going to round off with a quick fire list of really practical tips to help you through those times over the holidays that could trip you up. And speaking of rounds, if you do end up in the pub with your mates, don't buy rounds. Tell them straight off you'll buy your own. That way you can be more in control of what's in your glass. Choose some non-alcoholic drinks you enjoy and stock up on them. Anything that feels like a treat or feels special, whether it's a soda and lime with a citrus slice, cranberry and sparkling water or a tonic water with lemon. On a more general note, it is essential that you take care of your basic needs. And that means drink plenty of non-alcoholic fluids, stay hydrated eat well and allow yourself some treats such as dessert or Christmas cookies. Move your body, get out for some fresh air and get out for a walk or have a dance. Yes, sober dancing is fun for lots of us. Ensure you get enough sleep and rest so you might need to opt out of some of those activities to ensure you are not to run ragged and find some time just to be, to touch base with yourself. This could be a night in at home alone or a long solitary walk or an afternoon spent journaling, napping and doing some yoga. Whatever you do to feel a bit more grounded and connected with yourself. And to finish, whatever situation you are in, have a plan B or an exit plan. If you are at a family gathering and it all gets too much, have a plan for what you will do to make it more comfortable for yourself. Can you leave the house and go for a walk? Is there another room you can go to to have some alone time or to phone a sober friend? Can you just leave when you need to and go home? So work out in advance what you can do in the event of it all getting on top of you. Remember, even if your departure is seen as a social faux pas, you will go with your self-respect and dignity intact. And at the end of the day, you have to live in your own head, no one else's. So as we come to the end of today's episode, let's double back to the beginning 
and remind yourselves to let go of the outcomes and just see how it all unfolds. See this holiday as a sober adventure. Hopefully one adventure amongst many more to come. So happy holidays and I look forward to talking to you next week. Don't forget to leave a comment, ask a question or share experience by emailing me at antonia at winspress.com. That's A-N-T-O-N-I-A at W-I-N-S-P-R-E-S-S dot com. Lewis is coming up next to give his thoughts on getting through the holiday season. Hello, this is Lewis David. I'd like to share with you today a really important idea for getting through the holiday season safely and also happily and enjoying it. And it's this, make the most of the support that is available to you. What do I mean by support? Well, it can take different forms. For instance, it could be as simple as just having a close family member or a friend who wants to see you do well and is willing to offer you help, advice, and just someone to talk to, an encouragement when you are perhaps having a high or a low. It could be maybe you have one or two friends who have similar aims to yourself, and you can get together and and form your own small recovery group. Um, An example might be that you could uh, do this through a WhatsApp group. that's a way which is totally private. You can contact each other anytime, uh, talk about what's going well for you, talk about perhaps any problems you've had, and offer each other help. Another form of support, and this is getting a little bit more formal now, would be to have a mentor. That could be someone like myself, a, um, a professional counsellor uh, that you can access on a regular basis through the holiday season. Or if you're in a fellowship, this could be a sponsor, Uh, someone who's been around the block a few times, has has done what you want to do and can offer you help and encouragement and practical, actionable advice whenever you need it. Lastly, and I think the biggest um, way of doing this, something that's helped millions of people over decades is to access recovery groups. And I should say straight away, I know that some people listening to this will be thinking, well, me going to a recovery group over the holidays, don't like the sound of that at all. But I would invite you to think again and be open-minded. For example, I once ran a recovery group on Christmas Day itself. Might sound a little bit of a depressing way to spend Christmas, was it? Not at all. People turned up in Santa hats, festooned in tinsel. They bought Christmas cakes. The atmosphere was marvellous, mainly because everyone was so grateful to be there and to have the opportunity on Christmas, while their friends and families were all getting drunk, they could get out of it for a couple of hours and connect with their sober friends and walk away with a smile on their faces. And that's what I would like you to have. 
over the holidays to be safe and have a smile on your face. Thanks for listening. This is Lewis David. Until next week, thanks so much for being here. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.